Happy Friday, Opinioners. This is one of your hosts, Danny. Thank you all so much for chiming in to another episode of Opinion Earring. Thank you all so much for giving uh, Moses, the well-read mage, uh, a warm welcome from our listeners. Um, it was a very highly downloaded episode. Thank you all so much for all that. And as a treat, this week we're going to issue out a one-shot with um, Moses. It's actually a continuation of his origin story episode, but with an emphasis on his love and analysis of Superman. So we're going to be going in-depth about Superman with Moses also, don't forget, just wanted to share with you all where you can follow us on social media at Opinioneering on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This is an awesome way for you to interact with us, and you can talk about nerd culture stuff with other people around the world internationally. We love interacting with you all, and we love it when everyone talks um, nerd stuff, because you know that's kind of why we started this podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe the episode, and follow us on Apple iTunes podcast as well as giving us an apple review it's very helpful for us and it's very helpful for other also apple podcast reviews it's very helpful for us and helpful for other listeners to see if this is the type of show for them and hopefully it is based off of y'all's reviews so again don't forget to go to apple podcast and write apple review an apple review i wonder what type of apple we would be granny smith we're a little sour sometimes but anyways moving on thank you all for chiming in listening to the episode with Moses, the well-read mage, talking about an in-depth analysis of Superman. Okay, comic books. Uh, my favorite comic book of all time is All-Star Superman. Really? Yes. I would have guessed it would be... A Batman book. No, there's a Justice League one that you keep talking about whenever we talk. Kingdom Come? Yeah. That's my second favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Kingdom Come is... I, I, the only comic book that I've, uh, wept to. Really? Um, yeah. I never read, Jay, did you read Kingdom Come? When I was young and had no money, it was one of those, like, <laughs> I'm sitting at the comic shop and I'm going to read this really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it has the, a- Alex Ross's art is gorgeous. The he's a surreal art though. Mm, well, there's that, there's that really popular Superman art. Where he's like looking at the camera, it's like really surreal. They all and look like John Wayne yes. style, like yeah, yeah. That's Alex Ross, right? Yeah, that yeah. is Alex Ross, um, and that's how he draws those characters in that book. Here's this little silver discourse. I, I, I'm not a fan of that art, but that's yeah, just that's me. fine. Yeah, that's just me. I'm not a fan. Of um, that. Now, I, I would hope that I would hope that even though you don't like it, I would hope that you would see sort of the uh, the skill level. That's involved oh, yeah. in that. Oh, yeah, 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 really yeah. You all... have to be able to, to, to execute that. You have to be really talented. Yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah, and that's that's a great meeting point. Yeah. And I've had to meet people there plenty of times. Not just for that, but for plenty of things. But I think that <laughs> if you can... <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. If you can recognize the amount of skill that goes into a, a product without liking it, that's a good distinction to make. Because sometimes I'll see a painting and I'll be like, I don't like this painting at all. But it took a lot of passion and a lot of talent and a lot of skill yeah. to create this. It's thing. like the Sistine Chapel. This thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody on earth ever said that? Um, yeah, I think there's, there's spots in his art where you're like, he kind of got lazy here. But um, there is a lot of really beautiful um, effects that I think he's able to do that a lot of other comic book artists don't Uh so a lot of comic book art to me seems to emphasize lines rather than light and alex ross emphasizes light rather than lines yeah rather than lines that's what i think um 
But Kingdom Come, though, I, I was reading it at a tumultuous time, and the ending just impacted. So I thought it was really good. It's about legacy. Um, it's a great book if you're a dad. Wait, is that the one parent. that is that the one that has like both JLA and JSA in it? Mm. <laughs> that's like uh, <laughs> no, don't say that's everyone. <laughs> no, but I was just gonna say like that doesn't really narrow down to no. Yeah, okay, sorry. Eighty years of comic books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Michael loves it. Really? Yeah, my brother. I, I didn't get that just from him because we were talking about it on on the line. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, I really like Kingdom. He argues for the sake of arguing, like Jason, right. as you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Michael. Um, I thought I, I could have sworn Michael liked that one. I mean, it's always been in his collection. Um, if it wasn't him, well, he always have to have at least one of my collection. So, uh, All Star Superman. I have read that one. It's not my favorite. It's not a bad one. That's just my, my opinion. Um, what's another uh, big one that you like? Yeah, and just to piggyback on that, which All-Star one? All Star comment. Um, I read. I didn't like Superman for a very long time. Um, until like three years ago, I started reading his books and I fell in love with the concept of a superhero representing an ideal or a set of ideals, um, that I don't think happens too often in our current anti-hero obsessed culture, um, where popular, the popular heroes are, you know, Deadpool, Red Hood is very popular among people I talk to. Everybody's like, I love Red Hood. Yeah, I can't Like, why? That. That's yeah. Like, why? Why do you like Red Hood? Because he shoots people. Right. Jason, why exactly. do you think people like it? That's a hot topic culture, like you call it. Hot topic <laughs> culture. I like that. <laughs> why? Uh, you want me to be real? Yeah, I want you to be real. No, I don't actually. You, oh, this, this is, is going to be opinioneering. This is going to be like opinion. super deeply dark and sarcastic and not right. Um, do it. <laughs> do it i think it's a lot of what you said and the other thing is um like tumblr communities i think are like super into like a gay version of jason todd who like i can't even tell you how much fan art i see where it's like gay jason coming on to nightwing and you're just like seriously think, yeah 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 yeah. it's like everywhere <laughs> well shipping plays a big part in why characters are loved yeah and shipping shipping so, s-h-i-p-p-i-n-g yeah like yeah. you 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 advocate oh, you're like, for oh, that I, relationship. Oh, like I shipped them too. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I thought you meant like literal shipping. But yeah, anyway. shipping them. No, <laughs> not not UPS. <laughs> yeah, that's all thing. Yeah, no. FedEx really plays a role in. What... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, shipping, which it hasn't worked for Nightwing and Babs here recently, but I'm I'm hanging in there. Yeah, that's ah, coming in a little bit nowadays with Bleeding Edge. This this new arc. But I really think. I mean, I don't I don't know too much else. What else to say other than I think it's like a lot of those kind of communities are like the ones who are like. Yay, Jason Todd. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't really get him as a character. But I heard that there's supposed to be a story coming up. Because if you've seen, like, the solicits, he's getting a new costume soon. And he goes, he starts looking, like, super, like, literally just wearing, like, a hoodie and a mask. And I think he's going to be, like, the vigilante or some BS. What? So it sounds like Batman finally gives him, like, the SmackDown, like, don't be doing this crap and where am I? Get the. So. <laughs> That's how Batman talks. <laughs> <laughs> Stuttering like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the miscommunication happened. Yeah, right. It's not because of his distance, yeah. it's just because he can't talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why he's silent all the time. Well, I think, too, that the, the darkening of superheroes as a trend it plays a, an important part in that, too. Yeah. Um, because the truth is, his books don't sell like Nightwing sells or like any of the Batman books sell. I mean, that's why 
like a lot of the others all ship twice monthly. Red Hood and the Outlaws has had multiple, you know, change in creative teams and reboots in direction. And they still just ship monthly because the numbers aren't there. The sales aren't there. So it's like, I agree with what you're saying, but I think it's like, believe it or not, it's not as, at least with that specific character I'm only talking about, as big as we might think with some of like the Deadpools. Right. And the. Yeah. I think Red Hood, Red Hood, Red Hood is very much like a, like a, a D tier character, you know? If, Um, If you would prefer it, would he stay dead? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not a question right, for you. Yeah. It's a question for most of us. You've been saying that since day one. <laughs> like, keep him dead. Um, well, I, yeah, I think that that was one of the biggest points in Batman's life-defining moment. And yeah. I, having read um, Death in the Family, uh, it's somewhat inaccessible because of its age. But reading up to the end when that splash page of Batman carrying his his body out of the rubble is is super impacting. And you could see how it affected Batman's character for years and years and years. So and I just I just don't think like that Do you think what playing devil's advocate not devil's advocate question pro or con it definitely led to like contributed to the darkening of Batman? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, the darkening of Batman started before that. Um, but I think that it contributes to the current darkening of Batman. I don't know how much darker Batman can get. <laughs> um, I've read some Batman books where I was like, Geez, he literally leave. just opened up a portal to hell in metal. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he, but he made it all better because he spirit bombed the universe. <laughs> Yeah, because at a certain point, I check out. I'm like, no, I would say since the mid 2000s, he's been ever since Grant Morrison took over, he's been on a on a brighter, relatively speaking. <laughs> but it's not. I think that was peak darkness was right before Grant Morrison took over. Grant Morrison is. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree. Well. I- can't really agree with him being somebody's favorite, but or not. But I actually really enjoy Grant Morrison because um, I think he homes in on what makes the character the center of the character. What and that's why I like All Star so much, even though it's episodic. And like when, the first time I read through, I was like, "What was that?" And the second time I read through, I was like, "What this says about Superman's character is profound to me, and represents why Superman is the prototype." why Superman was the first, why Superman still needs to exist. Because, like, I heard somebody say before, like, flight? They hand that stuff out like candy. Like, (laughs) who cares? Laser vision? Heat vision? Like, big deal. I was surprised to see Frost Breath in Justice League, and I applauded for it. I was like, good job, Frost Breath. Um, but, But Superman has to exist because he represents a lot of what superheroes don't anymore um and i don't think that you can i don't think that you can darken and humanize superman the same way that other superheroes have been darkened and and humanized zach sure as hell did right and it <laughs> no, didn't work and it didn't in my opinion i mean i like man of steel a lot as a really? movie um i don't like uh most of batman v superman um 
Yeah. When I, you said Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman popped in my head. Okay. And I was like, yeah. But yeah, I, I really yeah. like Man of Steel. I, I like Man of Steel. I think it's great to deconstruct the character to a point, but I think that everybody wants a Superman at the end of Justice League. It's like, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. He tears his shirt, and he flies off. I think everybody wants to have that one character, even if all the other characters are, are humanized to the point of being drug addicts. If <laughs> Really. If you have Superman, who's the Messiah, who is untouchable, incorruptible, like perfect, yeah. perfection, then I think that that can be a center that you build a universe around. And um, that might explain to an extent why the DCU, EU is in this, the spot that it is. Right. Because it doesn't have that hub of... Like, so, I, I think it was in Justice League when um, they Jason talk about... Seen it. Oh, okay. He so doesn't care. Spoil it. No, he doesn't no. care. Okay. It's because it's because I have no desire. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will spoil away. <laughs> the day will so, not come. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, would you watch it if you were on a plane? Probably not. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would throw in my AirPods and listen to a podcast. Yeah, there you go. Um, so they talk about in Justice League about Superman being an inspiration to the world and about him being this beacon that drew people out and the light and all that. And I was like, I don't, I don't see it. Your Superman is not that beacon. Yeah. You're talking about comic book Superman. Yeah. You're talking about Grant Morrison Superman. You're talking about the Superman that inspired 80 years of comic book history. Yeah. I really blame Quentin Tarantino for this. Like, because it was in Kill Bill. I feel like ever since Kill Bill came out and everyone was like, Oh, Quentin Tarantino, the genius. Um, that he introduced the idea in that movie of what I think is total foolishness um, that like, Oh, Clark Kent is Superman is the man and he's a God. And Clark Kent is just a feeble attempt to imitate what he views as humanity. And imagine this guy, he's so lonely and sad. And, and ever since people, someone latched on to at some point, this idea that like Superman is truly the saddest character of all. Cause his mm. whole planet was destroyed. And it's like, no, Let's rewind this for a second, because I know Danny's a big subscriber to this idea. I, I, I no, I've gone back and forth <laughs> and so, about it. I've gone back and forth. Here's the thing. Hey, we can turn this into a Superman <laughs> podcast. I, yeah, I love Superman. So here's the thing. From infancy, he was raised by the salt of the earth, like most loving, kind people. Now, in a world where there is no other heroes, where Wonder Woman doesn't exist, and the Justice League doesn't exist, I can see him having a little bit more of a complex of like, wow, I'm so alone. I'm the only one with this responsibility. But you were raised from birth. You know, no, you don't have some reference of like, wow, I just missed my home planet. Those people were awesome. You were only taught love and compassion and warmth every day of your life. Like in the Midwest, where all you see is corn growing and you make your livelihood from like the fruit of the ground. And it's beautiful. And like Moses said, he represents this idealism and moral center, moral compass even for every character that exists within the DC universe. And so the second you try to darken him with like, no, the pathos of Superman, the sadness, like, no, even that character would know by his upbringing of like the, the strength that we find in relationships. He has all these other people. He's not alone as this person. Because there's other super-powered people who can go toe-to-toe with him in some cases. And 
I think there's, I think he would more lean into the camaraderie of that. And I think it's when we try to darken, I think it's that mentality of like, oh, grown up stuff means it needs to have pathos. Grown up stuff means it needs to be gritty. Superman is so lonely and depressed. Um, I think that we, we miss something there. And I think you could have a depth to the character. And I think that Peter Tomasi's done an awesome job by showing, by humanizing him, by giving him a son. Have you read the new stuff? I did, and I thought I thought that was a brilliant decision yeah. for storytelling. Because it's like, how do you tell a story about Superman at this point, right? Where, where pathos is everything, right? You know, where like moping is everything. Well, hey, let me let me clarify something when it comes to just just me. That mopingness now, get over it. Now, when you first, I still think that there's a, a area for it where he first realizes, and like Jonathan's like. Listen, I got to talk to you about something. And he does. And it's just that, that moment of like, what the, right, what, first the shock. what the right, what? Yeah. What? Como? Como? And then he's like working through stuff. There's an area in everyone's life, even though you are human, and another human goes through things of like frustration, depression, all these kind of things, and then learns something else totally entirely. I think there's room to be like, there's this like, there's this something eating at you. Now, it's kind of like the same exact thing that I have a problem with Jason Todd when still to this day he's writhing over it. Listen, he's back from the dead. He's just <laughs> fine. Shut up. Nut up. He's fine. You know, kind of a thing. Stop it. Nowadays, Superman, I don't think that they should even touch on that issue. Like, I'm the last son of Krypton. Kind of a thing. Like, well, the thing is, no, they're not. <laughs> there's like hundreds yeah. other. There's Candor. Can- Can- yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not even the last son of Krypton. Yeah. No, he's yeah. not. Like, yeah. Supergirl's been running around for 50 years. Like,. <laughs> Like, that part, get over it. But if you want to tell a story, like Superman for All Seasons by Jeff Loeb, I actually really enjoy Superman for All Seasons. And that doesn't in any way touch upon, like, you're so lonely and sad. No, it touches on it a little bit, especially during the fall, when he has to go to, like, homecoming with Lana. And he has to talk, he talks about it with his dad. Little bits of you kiss it when he's in his younger ages and he's trying to develop as a person. Yes, I can see that totally, 100%. Nowadays, you're older, you're done. This, what they were doing with Jonathan and Lois, and then freaking dumb Michael Bendis had to come on the scene. Um, I personally like it. Yeah, and the thing with too with with um for all seasons is, and this is something that that um I think will be detrimental to superhero films that they don't get is um small stories are valuable. Um, for all seasons is not a big Superman story. It's not an end of the world. It's not a a huge like let's fight a giant friggin' robot in oh, Metropolis. No. It's more internal. Yes, reckonings and. Those stories are so valuable mm-hmm. for a character who's been around for so long. Um, reexamining why they're there, what they mean. That Kingdom Come is about the end of the world, but um, there's so many moments that are just quiet, and you don't have quiet moments in a lot of at least the superhero films that I see. Yeah, um, simmer. Right. That's what we talked about yeah. in, in in Dark Knight on the 10 year anniversary. We talked about. No one knew when to let a scene and characters just sit and simmer. And not mm. like every single second of the entire movie is Action. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. yeah, just packed. Yeah. And I mean, that's fun. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I like it, but it has no substance to me, yeah. at least as a. And film in general has to breathe. You know, the audience has to catch their breath at a certain point. And sometimes you're like, I'm catching a little too much breath. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Odyssey 21. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's no action in that. That whole scene is you just breathing. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. So um, another thing I was going to comment on, uh, based on what you said, Jason, uh, with his parents raising him, 
is I think one of the most important facets about Superman. Um, so there's a book, Superman Red Sun. Where um, he lands in Russia. Where he lands in the Soviet <laughs> Union. Duh. Duh. And, uh, and ends up being this like war machine. You are uh, Superman. Take Kalishnikov rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Now read that whole book in that voice, and that's great. Um, but that's a dude. That should be on our Patreon. If you give this amount, you'll get a free, not free. Like if you give X amount, it's a reading of Jason doing Red uh, Sun yes. in a Russian yeah. accent. Yeah. Would you do it? I'd totally do it. <laughs> no, that would I be will, amazing. I will break you. Yeah, that'd be super good. I do Batman <laughs> Russian voice too. Yeah. yeah. But that book uh, sort of examines what happens if you take the Kents out of the Superman character. Yeah. You know, and quite a lot of crappy things happen, yeah. you know? Uh, so I think the Kents, they're kind of just like throwaway characters, you know, like the, nobody cares about the Midwest a married couple, you know, who like pays their taxes and goes to church and <laughs> has a farm and has a dog. Nobody cares. Like there's no, there's no, uh, there's no story there. Like, when was the last time you read a, a Ma and Pa Kent book? <laughs> Never. I don't even know if one exists. <laughs> like, if so, it's probably, like, DC was like, I don't know what happened. Right, well, even even Smallville turns Pa Kent into an asshole. Like, they had, that was, like, their source of, like, okay, we got to create some tension He here. wasn't like that at the beginning. He was a, he was a protective father, but by, by the end... By the he end, I'm like, Lex Luthor became Lex Luthor because of you, fool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, whoa, yeah, and that's major. But yeah, the, the Ma and Pa Kent of like, okay, so of like the Christopher Reeve films. Um, one of my favorite Superman movies is Superman the movie, you know, the original. Uh, and I watched that with my son recently, and he was totally into it. I was totally into it. It's got, you know, that was a great movie. I, I remember scenes, when I did it yeah. with Connor. Yeah. Oh, it was a great movie. It's a great movie because it's like, that is Superman. His parents are, like, so irrelevant, except they raised him, you know? And, like, that, the value of having good parents is Superman. Like, parenting is not, like, think about, like, the Bat family. <laughs> Look at their daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, good- what is the line on, like, is it Lego Batman or one of the movies where he's singing it's Lego and he's Batman like, with- darkness, no parents. Yeah, Lego Batman, yeah. <laughs> no, remember when he, when, uh, well, you said that other one, too, in Lego Batman, where Alfred's like, Master Bruce, I think it's very important that we talk about your adopted son. Like, Alfred, what would you know about raising a son? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I, yeah. Did you like Lego funny. Batman? I love Lego Batman. Lego yeah, Batman was amazing. My wife and I went to go see it. I think we were, like, one of the few 30-somethings in there. And we sat in the front row. Um, cause we were like, we're just going to be kids today. <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, it was a full theater it was stuffed with just like five, six, eight year olds, 10 year olds. Um, and I remember we were laughing so hard. <laughs> I mean, some of the references in there, like they reference, uh, they reference the Prince parade from Batman 89. And I was like, that's a solid reference right there. <laughs> and none of these kids are going to get that, but <laughs> they're just like, that, that movie was so funny. And it made I, my wife uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Oh man. I loved it though. That was yeah, hilarious. I thought it was one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah. And I, I never expected there to be a showdown with like the Eye of Sauron and, <laughs> and like the the Kraken from Clash of the Titans. I was like, what am I watching? Yeah, there was like so Jaws delightful. in it too. Yeah. yeah. No, that was amazing. The Gremlins. Yeah. 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 It was like Warner Brothers like, oh yeah, we made other movies. <laughs> like bring all these, wheel them out. 
So good. So real quick, I'll actually put this out and do like a just a because we've been talking about for twenty minutes Superman one shot. Yeah. But um, what what were your thoughts on Smallville? Smallville. So I did not grow up with Smallville. I have no. Nostalgia. What were you gonna say? Sorry, oh, I was gonna jump in and be like, "Somebody say." <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> but uh, I actually, yeah, I have no nostalgic attachment to Smallville. I only watched it for the first time like five or six years ago. I borrowed the DVD set from a friend. All the way through it? No. Like, you know, I because... made it through the first season and a half. Oh, okay. And I was like, I can't watch this. Because we watched it, we, like, here in this room, mm-hmm. we watched the first disc on okay. a Friday night. Okay. With I don't Brad remember that. Everyone. I remember yeah. Matrix in this room, but I don't remember Smallville. <laughs> Um, I think, yeah, I, I don't dig Smallville. I no. want, I really want to like Smallville because I like Superman so much. Yeah. But I just think like, I just don't like the pervy Superman. I don't. And like, every time I watch this, I was like, you just freaking <laughs> Like, I don't like that about Superman. I like the Superman that's untouchable, mm-hmm. that you can't be. You, but he makes you want to be a better person. Yeah. But you can't be Superman. Yeah. You know, I like that. I don't like, oh, he's every kid, just he has superpowers. I right. think that's hokey. So, um, but that's, again, like I started at the beginning, I don't like a lot of things. <laughs> I actually hate a lot of things. So I don't, I don't particularly care for Smallville. Uh, Amy Adams in the fat suit was about <laughs> the straw that broke the cow's <laughs> 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 Season one when she yeah. drinks the protein shake right, yeah. for, uh, with kryptonite, so she had to suck fat out of other people because she lost weight too fast. I still don't remember Which, that. Even that, was that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. even that was a ripoff of an X Files episode. <laughs> you know, like the uh, whole first season was probably a ripoff of uh, yeah, just different X Files. Exactly. Episodes. I was like, what am I watching? Like the X Files with like, kryptonite? <laughs> like this is ridiculous. A monster of the week, but with Superman younger. I I uh, I, I mean I not to mention years ago, but man. it also like I, and you thankfully. By, by God's grace alone, you didn't get this far. <laughs> but as a series progresses, it turns in it like so like honkers down on this like you poor lone. No one knows what it's like. So like he's sitting there struggling like eight seasons in. Should I even be a hero? Meanwhile, like Green Arrow, The Flash, Aquaman, like all these other heroes are like in costume saving the day, and he's like, I don't know if I should do yeah. anything. Of all characters, yeah, of all characters to turn into a whiny emo yeah and i love emo but (laughs) when they turn him into a big time emo you think about like the whining the self-reflection is so selfish and who's the the most selfless hero that you can think of right it should be superman it has to be is there any other story that takes place in his teenage years um yeah all seasons does a little bit Uh, a little bit um Oh gosh, uh, there's uh, Secret Identity, um, which that's the one I think that they based some of the art off of Christopher Reeve. Um, gosh, yeah, I can I'm trying to like envision my bookshelf. Um, I bought a lot of Superman books. I just think like okay, here are a lot. Though. Here, here, I, I bet there is, but yeah, like. I'm glad that later in the series, I'm glad that I didn't start officially like watching it, watching, watching it until season four. Okay, uh, my, my uh, a friend of ours bought the first season. That was the first time I watched it, but season four had just started premiering. And by that time, I was already a senior in high school. Um, 
So when they were first making the show, it's like, this is Superman as a teenager. By the end of the series, they're like, this is not canon. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. They're like, this is something else. Yeah. I kind of wish that they did that before. Because I get what you're saying, 100%, and I agree. Like, Superman should be different. But in the, but you have to look at, like, okay, I really, 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 really enjoy Jeff Loeb as a writer. Um, so he was the consulting producer. And this would probably shoot me myself in the foot a little bit about this. But... If he, if it wasn't like a comic book fan, they're like, okay, what does every single teenager go through? And then they just put him in that. Okay, I get that. But Jeff Loeb, he signed off on it, and you're like, okay, I enjoy it. It's a nostalgic for me, right? Like, yeah. like this, the first season was his freshman year in high school. Yeah, and it was my freshman year in high yeah. school. And I think if you have that attachment to it, and I think that's it that's means that yeah. much. I like, yeah. My, but I don't think it's like canon or anything. Like yeah, that. no, 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 yeah, no. Well, yeah, with their constant fluctuating. Like version of their multiverse, it could be anything. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But another one that popped in my head is Superman Birthright, which is another one of my favorite Superman books. Um. That Superman. sort of tracks, uh, Superman's relationship to Lex Luthor in a really interesting way when they were younger, uh, without being campy or, or silly. Um. And it shows Lex as this over-obsessed, antisocial, um, child with a lot of hatred. Um, that Clark Kent tries to pull out of him. He tries to come alongside and befriend him um, and save him as a younger man, but he can't. When did that come out? I don't know when that came out. Um, uh, Mark here, Wade, I think. It is Mark Wade. Yeah. Um, have you read that? Birthright? No. Birthright is very good. Um, and it's a Clark Kent book. Oh, okay. I'm, and I'm it has that. Superman in it. But I think it's more of an examination of that side of that character. Is it like I remember back in the day when I first ran into it? No, Lex. it's very it's very well organized. Um, it's uh, it sort of feels like interchanging chapters, um, that builds toward a climax. Mm. Um, but I like that Lex Luthor doesn't recognize Superman, uh, but Superman recognizes Lex Luthor right away. Um, so that was a that was a good book, and it includes a lot of, uh, Smallville stuff. Uh, so yeah, a good one. What year? It started in 03. 12 issues, so it came across to 04. Mm. That's post Smallville. So maybe that's why they got the inspiration. Like, yeah, no, let's just do it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was Mark Webb, you said? Mark Wade? 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 Mark Webb. Mark Webb is like 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Mark Webb, All right. wait a minute. <laughs> Well, cool. Thanks, Moses, for uh, talking to us about uh, your origins and things that you love. And also going on on this. Thank you for coming on this one shot little journey when it comes to your love for Superman and our thoughts. Thanks, hey, man. You're welcome. That was spontaneous. <laughs> I had no idea we were talking about Superman, but it good. It just went that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out. It worked out just fine. Well, uh, thank you all so much. Moses is going to be on for another couple of episodes. So make sure that you like, share, subscribe on itunes and do apple reviews as well as social media on twitter we are at opinioneering on facebook at opinioneering and instagram at opinioneering let's go check out our social media platforms and like share subscribe on apple itunes and we are also on podbean so thank you all again i'm one of your hosts danny we have and jason and then our special guest is the well-read mage in uh color in color technicolor no actually yeah, you want to do like like profile like, stuff, like right? your name. Oh, okay, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> Moses. That's it. More than. Moses. Okay.
So we're going to be talking about next week, Final Fantasy. Talk to you all then.